Hey there! Hi there, Velveteers! This is Bad Timing with Velvet Tom. I'm your host, lover, loser, legend, Velvet Tom. This is episode three of my podcast. Welcome! Welcome back! Looks like we made it to almost a month of content. And we're going to make it, and then some. So I'm glad that you're here to keep on listening. Thank you very much for your support. And as always, visit my website, velvettom.com, for all things Velvet Tom, including the most up-to-date episode of this podcast right on the homepage. Also, visit my social media pages while we still have them. Go to YouTube and become a subscriber to the Velvet Tom channel, and you can listen to this podcast in an audiovisual format on a weekly basis. We love you and thank you very much for all the follows, subscribes, and support. And if you'd like to support this show further, you can Venmo me at velvet-tom. And I always appreciate a buck or two to support the show. So thank you very much for that. And I love you. And I love you, whoever needs to hear that. I, I love you, damn it. It's so easy to say. I love you, and you're going to love my guest today, Arielle Hartman. She is so special to me. She is one of my best friends. She is a comedy partner. She performed uh, as my ex-wife, Guinevere, in the Velvet Tom Cabaret Hour that we performed for Monday Night Tease Productions at Three Clubs. Back, uh, I don't know, 2014 to like 2016, it was a good run. We had a great run. We created a great many musical numbers, and we did it all just goofing in rehearsal, and it just came about. And yeah, not everything stuck, but when it did, it was comedy gold. And I have to say, this is part one of possibly three of a three-hour, just improvisational hootenanny that her and I had. And I gotta tell you how it starts. It starts with me being invited to the call with, uh, oh my gosh, it was from Footloose. It was from Footloose. Oh gosh, what was it? Oh, not so far away. It's getting closer, closer every day. Boom, almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door. So here we are lip syncing that from the old 80s Footloose. My Zoom background is a headshot that she mistakenly sent to me. And by mistakenly, I mean she shouldn't have because I just kept it on my <laughs> Zoom background. So here she is looking at herself. We're serenading each other. And then I take control of the recordings to bring you hour one of three of just absolute goofiness of this wonderful person who is an actor, who is a singer, who is a model. Uh, she has her own evening at the grotto where you can draw her and she will pose right there live on facebook so visit that sometime we might talk about that in the three hours but 
this first hour is an introduction to frat boy ghost Chad. This is my lovely, funny, lengthy conversation with Ariel Hartman. Hey, and we're live! <laughs> that was a beautiful introduction. That, that was, was you came in perfect. hard. You came in perfect, like you were ex you were expected. Not planned at all. No, that Not was hilarious. Planned Not all. planned once whatsoever. I was just like, oh, this would be funny to put on when he comes into the room. I, <laughs> I did this a couple of hours ago. I found this picture. I remember I used this because uh, one of the uh, one of the Firefly gigs for uh, oh shoot, I can't remember for it for Fringe when we did those uh, oh, yeah. shows. You sent me this picture and like I had it on a big iPad singing to it because I didn't know if you're going to show up or not. That's right, because I, I was like doing something. I was like modeling at Warner Brothers or something. Like, I, Were you? Yeah, I think that's what I was doing actually. And I like ran there, but I made it. <clears throat> you did. And then we had that other fringe show where we weren't sure if, if, if our musician was like on the edge of a cliff somewhere. Like, <laughs> That's right. Nobody had heard from him for days and we were like, I guess uh, he might be dead. He might show up, but he might be dead. And we were, it wasn't a bit. It Luckily, was not a bit. It was. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. Cheers, by the way. Um, I am drinking a rosé spritzer. Wow, my drink disappears when I put it into the back. I know, it looks like it's very ghosty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left my picture behind you. It's just Ooh. so funny. Isn't it something? Who is that woman? I don't Look know. Look at you! Look at you! I've already confronted myself enough during this quarantine, really. <laughs> yeah, you really do. You gotta face some hard things about yourself, like I, every day. Can I, I really smell day. like that? Hey, I showered today. <laughs> I described it. I I didn't. I'm going to probably tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be today. That was such a beautiful. I'm going to not to, tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's not gonna happen today. Well, well, what are mystery you cheers. What are you drinking? Because it just looks like a, water, but I'm, I'm sure drinking it's a fun. Kirkland vodka and lemon soleil. That reminds me. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, lemon soleil. I'm drinking. Wait, hold on. Drinking melon soleil. Um, that's amazing because I'm drinking a rose spritzer with peach soleil. That's like. What? Wow, that's like, that's like. <laughs> that, that is, that Vintage. is like, that's like one step up from Bellini, what you're drinking. Is. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also because uh, I don't like getting headaches and in the summer I want something refreshing and where I don't drink so fast. 
What do you normally drink? Is it red wine? Are you a red wine drinker most of the time, or what do you? Not drink? really. I I was. I mean, the thing I I um the older I've gotten, the harder it is for me to drink. What are you doing? I'm just grooming while you're talking. Just casually brushing your beard. It's not even a beard comb. It's a fucking brush. It is. A fucking brush. Now this is a beard comb. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was introduced. <laughs> I was interrupting your <laughs> list of alcohols. Nonchalantly. <laughs> just, just don't. don't. Oh God. <laughs> oh, just. Oh. oh, there was still there's so much hope left in those eyes. Just gonna try and see if I can get my hair to flip like the picture behind. Ooh, me. you're you're going for like a, a deep Costanza right now. Oh, boy, this is a mega comb over. I've never <laughs> experienced. It. I parted this thing down the middle, and seriously, I... It wasn't pretty. It was... <laughs> this of a peninsula of skin. Oh, God. You you look like... It looks like, um... Like Bram Stroker... Stroker? Bram Stroker. <laughs> different series all together. It's like those Bram Stroker movies, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like Grand like Trokers, a... fuckula. <laughs> oh, I've come to fuck your blood. Right? That's what he says. What's that? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was still a Gary Oldman in both versions, though. That's the strange part. Um, no, you look like Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know when he's like the. It's not white, but you're like getting there. Oh, yeah, this thing is really. Mina, can you just do that? There's so much Mina. It needs to go. <laughs> oh, don't. I'm begging you, please don't. Please don't do what all the dudes are doing and do the whole over buzz cut. Please don't do that. What do you please mean? Please don't do that. What do you mean? The whole like over the all over buzz that all the guys are doing right now? No, no. Don't. No, no don't. Like I'm, I, I fantasize about clipper guards, uh, you know, so to Peter do guard? The, to do a nice fade, you know. I I wonder what clipper guard I'm gonna use to do my bottom, you know? What clipper guard I'm gonna use to do the top? Is it gonna be a two? Is it gonna be a four? No, I just wouldn't shave it and look like a refugee from the book 1984, no. I just, we're well on our way. That is the third time that book has come up in conversation. In the no! Book. I mean, we're like, we're kind of there, man, with the, you know, government enforcing us to wear masks. Okay, we, I won't get political. I'm sorry. I'm going to go down. We don't have to go down that. Hey, man. I was, I was making a joke, but I'm only making a joke because I just read a bunch of people's posts before this who weren't making a joke about that, which is... On. I never thought in all of my years that I would ever be referred to as, like, a sheeple by a friend of mine, like mindlessly believing the government you can edit this out we don't have to include this in but no yeah, this is fine this is good stuff because I mean, the fact that people important. are <laughs> it's the irony that you're being called a sheeple i mean it's i mean that word is eight years old at this point come on <laughs> I you're think such it's... a sheeple for using it it was uh it was first said by kurt loader on mtv news i think <laughs> <laughs> You're not fucking around. You're not That's joking. how old it is. I don't know. Probably. It uh, sounds true. You know? <laughs> and this is in.
<laughs> and this is MTV News. Remember Kurt Loder? Yeah, he's 80. I know. And he was the only person on that on that network that ever took anything seriously. And you could tell. And I respected him for it. But it would be like Kurt Loder and then like Daisy Fuentes. Who's <laughs> 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 great. I just mean it was kind of like uh, MTV trying to uh, be like a serious network where it was like, yeah, guys, no. Nah. Uh, there was a time, I recall, that that people were turning to MTV News. Like, if really? youth, youth wouldn't watch the ABC <laughs> News because it was stodgy. I guess that's boring. true. So they got an actual newsman, <laughs> like a real... Like Grandpa, a, tell uh, us about the early days of MTV while you comb your beard. Back in my day, they had these things called music videos. And... We used to sit there and watch him and then interpret him. What did Tom Petty mean in the You Got Lucky video when there's this casino wrapped in garbage cans out in the middle of nowhere? Oh, oh, that was back in my day when I could eat cheese and dump too. Oh boy. Wow. And then they had the road rules. The road rules. I I was uh, kind of obsessed with road rules. I really wanted. <clears throat> I wanted to go on road rules. Yeah. I wanted to go on road rules until like a few seasons in, where the challenges just got like psychopathic, like jigsaw, you know, territory where it was like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> I wish I knew what it was all about. Like real real world road rules. God, that's a mouthful. Real world road rules challenge. That was always hard for the announcer to say. A real world road rules challenge. <laughs> that is a tough one. That's I, how you got to be a, a VJ back in the day. Was you were just you were the, you were able to say that. That's right. That was the test. The, is this this is my edit? Welcome to the real world road rules challenge. Fuck. <laughs> next. Thank you so much for your yeah. Next. <laughs> Thank you for the real world road rules. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Just one more time. But it's four words. What a, welcome to the roof. Fuck. <laughs> but this this is it. This is this gets me the job. Welcome to the real world road rule challenge. And I don't know if you remember this because um, it, when I was a youth, I would I was a you know. Oh, it wasn't uh, that long ago. I mean, it kind of it kind of is. We don't have we don't have to talk about it. Uh, but down all these great great conversations we don't have to talk about that let's talk about something else when you were a youth no but back in the day when they had their first mtv vj competition the guy that won was like a 20 year old stringy tall dude named jesse who i think didn't even realize where he was most of the time he was just so high or it was just i'm not quite sure and the second one was Dave Holmes, who went on to have a very fruitful hosting career. <laughs> yes. What are you saying? What? You know what? It doesn't look bad on you. I'm just trying to get it. Yeah, I'm trying to see what I look like <laughs> with your hair. <laughs> I got a picture of her in my background, and I'm just trying to focus on it. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. It doesn't. That's. That is fucking funny. That's there, really good. funny. Now you have to. Can you do the same face like that? 
Don't make me have crazy eyes. Oh, I don't have crazy eyes in that photo. Come on. <laughs> I can't, I can't it. My, my picture is a little thing. I need to change like my thing because like I am just like a little live picture in the thing. Like my gallery view is different. There we go. Oh, wait, hold on. You have very kind eyes. <laughs> yes, no, no, I can't do it. So I can't do scary. It. So terrifying. Oh my god. I'm sorry, my beard itches so much. That's why I just that's why I'm just butts. That's a that really? Is that a thing? Yeah, it itches. It's Yeah. yeah. Maybe you have crabs. <laughs> no. Again? Ugh. You have crabs. <laughs> oh man. It's good to laugh again. I feel, like, I feel like you're an evil villain, and that's like your trait, is you're always combing your beard like, yes, Mr. Bond. Yes, Mr. Bond. <laughs> my plan is well manicured like my beard, Mr. Bond. And you will never find out the next step, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> and then I'm going to leave before I watch you die. Ta-ta! <laughs> Mr. Even, Bond. Even though this is what I've been after the entire movie. Oh. I'm gonna assume it's all gonna go according to plan. Yeah. All, every, all of it, in every movie. That's what happened, every movie. Every I really, I wanna write like a James Bond bad guy where he's just like, takes up a chair, puts it next to like the pool of boiling acid he's being lifted into and just like, can't wait to see this shit. Like. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. You're supposed to leave at this point, and then. Oh I'm... no, I'm watching this. I want to watch this whole shit. <laughs> and then it's like the doorbell, and it's his fucking postman. I'm James Bond, ah! 007. I, I certainly cannot perform my getaway in front of it. I get performance anxiety, so you must leave the room. Actually, maybe that's the new Postmates commercial. Is like it's Postmates saves you because it pulls away the villain. <laughs> oh, blast! That's my Popeyes. <laughs> ah. You know how English Bond villains love Popeyes chicken. <laughs> I thought it was the I'm best. Very, I'm being very superficial. It's a very common trait. <laughs> Louisiana fast. Right away. Um, have you used any sort of delivery service during this time? We've made most of our meals. We've cooked during this time. Yeah. So, no, I bring home fried chicken from the grocery store once in a while. And right. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Why? Because you really feel it at about four o'clock in the morning. That's, it was just, Ooh. and I went to go take the bag to put the rest of the chicken in the refrigerator. And the, there was so much oil from the chicken that it went through the bag. It destroyed the bag and all this chicken almost went all over the floor. These four glorious fried pieces of chicken almost hit the floor i still would have eaten it it, it wouldn't have mat it wouldn't have mattered oh wow <laughs> yeah get it right i still can't get it right no you got it you got it i got a picture of it it was so funny it's better <laughs> it feels it's like one of those it's like one of those things in uh, Vegas where it's like you put your head in the body of like a Chippendale dancer. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's good to uh, laugh again. It's perfect. 
it's good to laugh again with you because I I wasn't nearly this hairy the last time we saw each other, which was were you? Which was two, I don't even remember two months ago. No, it it was a St. Patrick's night actually. Was it St. Patrick's? <clears throat> okay. It was because I did a bunch of I did my photo session during the day and then I changed everything for our show at night. It was it was right when the lockdown started. There was no like clear rules yet. It was just everything had been shut down and you guys came over and I mean, yeah. I guess that wasn't a good idea, but I mean, we're fine, so. We're fine. You stop looking at porn while I'm talking to you on Zoom. That would be Okay. Look, this will be the porn you want to see if that's if that's the case. This is going to be the best porn ever. I hope it's a picture it of is. John Ham holding a cake outside my door. It's going to be it's going to be wonderful. I just want to I just want to show you the the last time the last <clears throat> time we got together. Hold on, one moment please. Oh god. It's worth it. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to do any of this. No, I know. I keep meaning to go back to that video and like take a clip out and post it because it was there was a lot of gems. It was funny. Back in my day. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun to just mess around and it was kind of our way of making like not making light of everything, but just getting together and having a few laughs since everything was so scary so fast. I think maybe Because was... we listen to the government, man. <laughs> We're such sheeple. You're such a sheeple. <laughs> I mean, fine. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm you know what? I'm okay with it. And you know what? I'm really sheeple, okay. It's fine. With oh. this. Hello. Wait, hold on. I don't even know what that is. I That's really a good picture. It is, but somehow or other, it didn't. It uh, it did this thing. It's sideways. Uh, look at my hat. That's great. Oh, I'm wearing the same necklace I am now. Huh. Oh, great! Change <laughs> your. You haven't changed your necklace in two months. I actually have. I normally wear a necklace uh, 24 hours a day. And I haven't during this quarantine, but I literally just put this on before we started because I felt I needed some more neck accoutrement. Need to cover Look your how neck. much longer my hair is, though. Jesus, I need a haircut more so than anything. It's so long. It's just growing out. I'm like a cocker spaniel. Oh, like, really? Please, let me really reveal what's... Yeah, I know what you're... I'm getting like the Jude Law hairline. The dude law. The Jude Law hairline. Dude Law. Dude Law. Dude Law will be right back on, on USA. Okay, while we're still in quarantine, you and I are gonna write a pilot for Dude Law. And dude it's just law. a bunch of pros in law school. Yo, hey, that's totally illegal, man. <laughs> I know it. Hey, don't you know who my dad is, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. He's my dad, too! Oh, right. Sorry, Gary. That's okay, Larry. <laughs> We're dude bros. We're twindiots. <laughs> and we went to Pepperdown Law School. Pepperdown? Yeah. It's near the boo. 
<laughs> I went to Pepperdown Law School. Pepperdown Law School. Yeah, like when you get a salad at a fancy restaurant and you ask for some Pepperdown. Can I get some Pepperdown on this? Can I get some fresh Pepperdown on this? Brown Pepperdown? Uh, very interesting. Fun fact about me. Yeah? Since you asked. Um, you didn't ask, I know that, but... Um, one of the first, like, immersive acting things I ever did <clears throat> was... Um, for this drug cartel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was that was the first. The second one. <laughs> hey, I needed money for college. Um, the second one, I was an orientation assistant my sophomore year of college. And so you're basically, you know, the wizened sophomore through seniors there to, to guide the the you know infantile freshmen along their way i'm joking obviously but but it was like you were there to kind of make an ass out of yourself and make the freshmen feel better anyways so there was this huge like introductory thing in this big auditorium <clears throat> and there was this one part where we were all supposed to like be in the audience and stand up and ask questions and then like get on stage but me being a fucking theater major asshole was like taking my character really seriously and my character had the punchline of the questions, which was like, which was like, uh, where do people party here? Like four years of partying, okay, maybe five. Like total, like super senior. But I didn't realize until I got in the audience that I was gonna have to like interact with people kind of as this character. I couldn't just be myself and then stand up and be like, hey, I could have, but I chose not to. So for like 15 to 20 minutes, I just talked to this freshman next to me, like pretending I was hammered. And I convinced them that I came to the wrong college for orientation, and I was supposed to be, I'm, uh, wait, I'm supposed to be at, like, pep, peppy, 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 she's like, Pepperdine? I'm like, yeah, I think something like that. And so she was like, Pepperdine is way long away, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and totally had this poor girl convinced that I was just some idiot lost case for like 20 minutes until I stood up and she later told me that she was so scared when she saw me stand up because she thought I was just so drunk and out of it that <laughs> I was just like people are standing up cool <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she ever shook that vision of me for her the rest of her college oh career gosh, I hope you like slipped into that character every time you saw her on campus <laughs> I had yeah I, I probably had to Kristen <laughs> I think that's where Chad started is that <laughs> gotta commit to this bit man <laughs> oh the beginning of chad well the beginning of chad the uh, epistemological beginnings actually stem from the hat the hat of chad which is actually right here the hat of chad, ah, chad. which chad. uh my uh former roommate gave to me she was getting rid of it and she was laughing and she was like do you want this and i put it on and i think the ghost of a frat boy lives inside of it because the second it goes on my head i just started talking like what up <laughs> and then it just kind of uh became a part of me and never shall it shall it leave ghost you know? of the flying von dutchman <laughs> that's the uh, chad's chad's a trust fund kid but he's a von dutch oh, trust fund like kid. his name yeah. maybe bless his last name is chad von dutch chad broke his neck doing a keg stand while wearing that bulk. <laughs> Absolutely no. It was actually like he he broke his tailbone on a dune buggy in a in a on a trip to Mexico. 
Chad's hardcore. Chad is hardcore, man. <laughs> My body's still out in the middle of Joshua Tree, man. Dude, you got to get my hat back. This is the source of all my power. Seriously, if you commune me with your hat, then you can have any two wishes you want forever. We should do that as a sketch where, like, we make this, like, put, like, a, put this in the middle of, like, a seance and do a Chad seance. <laughs> oh, I'm going to slip into some hottie body. <laughs> you can do that when you're a ghost. You can just go into chicks' bodies. You don't even have to ask. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. When you're a celebrity, you can do it, man. Hashtag no consent needed for ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> or all consent for apparitions. <laughs> Get an apparition pass. You're like, like a Ouija board and it's like S U C. Okay, Chad. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. Ask if anybody yes. has any secrets. Yes. There is no no on my Luigi board. <laughs> I mean, dude, respectfully, I take a lady's notes, just I never hear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that? It's me. It's me stalled in a comeback. <laughs> it's me like, uh, uh, no. Speaking of other uh, awful male traits, um, can there be an end to men talking about like, I had a weird misunderstanding with this chick as to, as to whether or not there was consent in college. Does that make me like a bad guy now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking about it now, unless it was cleared up totally then. It's probably good that you're thinking of it now, and yeah. it was probably not okay. And yeah, you probably were a bad guy. Yeah, if you got an ambiguity on the brain. I've had so many friends bring stuff up like that where I'm like, yeah, Ooh, sorry, poor you. Wait, uh, does that mean that under these complete circumstances, I was a real jerk? Does that mean I'm a jerk still? <laughs> If I was a jerk in college, does that mean I'm a jerk still? Um, not if everybody. Do you think it was okay that I was a jerk then? I mean, if a girl pretended to be okay with it back then, why is she not pretending to be okay with it now? That's my question. Yeah, like... Wait, you just all of a sudden changed your mind? <laughs> like, you didn't have, like... 20 some years to let it weigh heavily on you and destroy your self-esteem <laughs> in some way. We should not keep going down this path. I know, it's hey, not... you know what? It's, it's, it's commentary. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's almost political. It's uh -oh. almost, how do we, how do we be apolitical? Well. Oh, thanks for making, you know what I love? You made the passport, you made the password Burbank to this. <laughs> well, if I tried to put fucking in Burbank and it wouldn't let me. Password is too long. I think it was too dirty. <laughs> Cause we'll fuck it in Burbank. Bur -bur Burbank. What is that? No, that was not. Fucking in Burbank. Fucking on the escalator of the Ikea. <laughs> 
Downtown Burbank. Even the vestibule at the PFT. I thought, did we have a line where P.F. Chang's was referenced? At w oh, probably. I know Corner Bakery was in there a lot. That's right. Corner Bakery. Yeah, we fucked there. Corner Bakery is a great idea. AMC 13, we fucked there. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my friend that, like, took our entire show literally? What do you mean? I, it was our Thanksgiving show. And I went to go get like a glass of wine before the show. Remember, I was in that robe because I was like acting like I didn't want to do the show. And I was just, and he was like, he went over to say hi to me. And I was just like, I said like some stupid joke about you like this. And so for the entire show, he said that he like hated you because he thought that I was legitimately being like this fucking guy when I was just like in character. <laughs> Wow. He, he took the whole show literally, and then later he was like, did you guys really fuck all over Burbank? And I was like, no. No. I mean, it is based off a true story of somebody that I know, and the they they did fuck all over Burbank, which led to the creation of the song. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we're that Fleetwood Mac incestuous that we would write a song about our... That's so great. Also, you know, <laughs> I'm uh, forgive me, um, not to have a bias, but Burbank doesn't necessarily get me wet. You know. What? Oh, like public sex? No, not. No, I'm just talking about the city of Burbank. Oh, really? <laughs> I I'm as soon as I get off on Western Avenue, I'm moist. You know, I just I'm rock hard. Wait, I'm in Burbank. The idea has moved to a totally different place. I tell you what, there's all sorts of great banging over at the bank, banging in the bank at the new idea. <laughs> oh God, you know what one we should, we never did that we should have done is central casting. Central casting, we fucked there. We fucked there. We should have done <laughs> Central casting, I know. That would have been fucking great. Oh. <laughs> Talk about central casting for a second. Did you ever do that? Did you do the whole enrollment at central casting, go over oh, there? Oh, yeah. When I first it? moved here. Oh, yeah. When I first moved here, it was ah. just, I did so much extra work. I just wanted to get in the mix and learn everything I could. Um, yeah, they were great. Uh, I hear it's better now because you can make, like, um, well, I mean, not now, but before now you could make an appointment instead of having to like wait at four in the morning to get okay. seen to register, which is Over there, yeah, not how it was back in my day. No, you had to wake up at the crack of ass and go down there and wait. Yeah, you time. might have to get there at like a seven or eight and you'd be waiting for a little while, but not like four in the morning. That's just crazy. And then you had those, then you had those agencies that were right across the street from Central Casting. Yes. Did you ever do those? bump you up no i never did those either well yeah no i never went that far but i did yeah, i never i never got because they wanted you to be available for work every single day and i was like auditioning for stuff and i didn't want to be yeah but central casting was great i got a bunch of really cool things through them and then i just kind of fell off and wasn't doing extra work my friend and i were talking about this earlier this week of like 
<clears throat> I don't think I would mind. I've had a lot of great extra work experiences. I got to work on that movie, uh, that Matt Damon movie, The Informant, for like three weeks, you know, like six day, three weeks. Um, and that was cool. Everybody was really nice. It was a very small crew. Um, you know, they were just, it was really, really great. And then you're on some other things where you're literally treated like the scum of the earth that's just crawled out of a gutter to show up for extra work that day and whoever's in charge just hates you and you know what I mean? So that, it's, I, that, the fact that it's such a mixed bag, that's always a little difficult, you know what I mean? I feel like there can be like a modicum of respect, I, you know, anyways. Well, it's always very intimidating. My experience going down there was like, you have to be available. Make sure to keep your information updated because if we try and call you and you're not at the information, we will take you off the rolls and we will blackball you. I mean, they made it very simple. And I understand because they have hundreds of people filtering through that, but that's their choice. Yeah. You have hundreds of people filter through that. So when they start setting up those sort of... I wouldn't call them thuggish boundaries, you know, they just, it just shocked me to sort of hear that because A, it wouldn't occur to me to not keep my information updated if I wanted to go out on things. Plus right. I was in the same boat as you, you know, not to, not to flout my privilege or anything like this, but I did get lucky to get a commercial agent within about six months of living here and I've been going on auditions. So it's not necessarily that I, that I needed to go through central casting. I did want the experience of what that was like to go through that process. And it was what it was. It certainly wasn't a cushy commercial audition. That's for sure, you know, when you well, go to commercials. Well, that's the other weird thing about it. Like, I, I, won't, I won't like name names or uh, like name projects or whatever, but like I got, um, called in for a specialty role, role on a big show. You know what I'm talking about, but I'm just not going to say it. And and it paid really well, and we were highly featured, and blah, 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 blah. Technically extra work, but it didn't pay like extra work. You know what I mean? Like, it was a specialty thing. And uh, the week before, I had just been the lead in this big national commercial shoot, like, like, like a bunch of important people. It was great. Mm -hmm. So I was going from that, and like, I've been on a million sets, so have you. You know how to go in, sign in, check it, you know what I mean? Like the normal shit that you do. Right. And this, on this show, the woman checking in just took one look at me, immediately, you know, some people fall in love, she fell in hate, she just hated me for some reason, and then <laughs> proceeded to treat me like the stupidest, worst person ever. And it wasn't just me, it was other people. Other people would talk about that behavior too. But it was so interesting to me how she was she was trying to treat me like I had no idea what I was like doing or whatever and I was like I was just on a set with the a guy that won an Oscar last week like what are you like I, I'm you know what I mean but but it was also like well why do we have to do it why does this have to happen like what like we're here I'm not like <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just I'm here I'm not doing anything crazy or outlandish I'm just no. <laughs> so, but I mean, uh, that's also the way that a lot of people just treat extras. That mentality is like, whatever, you're um, disposable, you're whatever. And I, I do get that. And dude, I've also been on set with some extras that have been nuts. So good. I get, I get it where it's like, you never, it's a mixed bag. But I don't, I think there can be like a little bit more respect 
in that vein. Everybody's tired. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's trying their best, I hope. Anyways, that's my rant on that. If we do ever do get back to work in Hollywood, it would be nice if um, people weren't just treated like garbage. <laughs> it would be nice. Because that, honestly, I never minded doing extra work. I, you know, depending on what it was, it was fun and interesting. But it was always more so like the attitude you got from people or kind of whatever. I was like, nah, this isn't really for me. We're all kind of there to do the same thing. We're all, you know, some people have lines, some people don't. I did an IHOP commercial a couple of years ago where it was we were founding fathers, but really we had Ooh. broken into a museum and dressed like Revolutionary War folk. I saw that. I remember. And, you know, three of us got hired as principals, but that didn't, uh, the director had other ideas once we got on set. He looked at the crew of extras was there and started handing out lines to people. So you never know when that is going to change, right? You never know when that's going to change. So you could just be an extra that is wearing, wearing a very expensive wool piece of clothing, not saying anything. To the point where you're featured in the long version of that commercial. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 usually that that treatment happens with production professionals, but not necessarily the director themselves. So I've and I've seen situations on set where I've seen mistreatment of talent or mistreatment of somebody, and then that person getting pulled aside and said you need to adjust your attitude. Uh, but I've only seen it once. Most of <clears> them <throat> are pretty lucky, I guess. But I tell you- I, I will say I've also seen certain directors uh, treat the main talent uh, like shit too, because uh -huh. they didn't like each other or something. And that was, that was hard for me to watch too, because I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you cast this person. Now you want to... No. Uh, right, 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 right. You cast this person and like, how how much, like, how, how much are these differences between you guys that it really, he was like, he was pretty nasty to her and it was, we were already in a, in a shot. <clears throat> it was my first rain scene and we were all in the veterans, um, cemetery by, uh, in Westwood. Oh yeah. With all the, all the white, white gravestones. And it was... My first rain scene, which I was looking forward to until I got there and realized when you're in a rain scene, it's not raining on you. They are literally shooting water down at you <laughs> from the cannons. So it was already a cloudy day. It was cold. We were wearing like, um, you know, like uh, black. There was like 10 of us. We were wearing like, um, you know, like um, suits, like skirt suits and pantyhose. And the pantyhose was holding the moisture to our bodies and it was freezing. So it was already really hard. And then this actress was doing like, she was like sobbing in the middle of us, right? It's like one of those things that pans across all of the extras and does that. And he just kept being such a dick to her in between takes that I was like, but it wasn't like to get her there. It wasn't like, you know, some actor director thing. Like, uh-uh. He was just being an asshole, and and then later I read about their feud, and I was just like, that seems unnecessary. <laughs> We're already in an extreme circumstance. Do we not? Can we not? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's just, it's just whatever the product was. It's just pasta, or it's just. Oh no! This was a movie. This was a future movie. Yeah. It's like big deal people, but big deal people have big deal people problems, so. And they're probably not that big of a deal, really. But you want to talk about going back quickly to like crazy extras, man. 
when I lived in Vegas, I did a series of casino commercials. Like there was no non-compete clause there. You know, if you booked a casino commercial, you did it. And there's probably about four or five out there, but with the with the extras of those commercials, I never learned more about the Illuminati than I did <laughs> for one. Boy, if I, you know, I've always dabbled in conspiracies. I wouldn't say I'm a theorist. Oh, <laughs> and no, no, I, and no, I no, no. Call a conspiracy theorist a theorist because that's just making a stubborn idiot sound smart, but... but <laughs> I, you know, you throw UFOs uh, and it became a game, you know, when it'd be cut and we get to go back and there was no principal talent hangout and, and extras hangout, you know, it was right. just, we all hung out together. Right. You know, it's like, so what do you think about the, oh, the, oh, the Illuminati, oh, the enlightened ones? Well, there hasn't been a president that hasn't been part of the Illuminati and don't even mention skull and bones and in the presence of a, uh, president or the secret service will remove you from the crowd so uh oh really what about area 51 hey man it's right over there i'll take you right there we'll do some area 51 what are you doing after the shoot that's what i call my apartment <laughs> where all the secrets lie <laughs> where all the cool people crash Oh, it wasn't really. Can I disappear in the picture? Look at this shirt that I'm wearing. I got to do a shout out to my my local middle-aged boy gang, the Los Lobos de los Feliz. <laughs> you really do have a middle-aged boy gang. I do. In the neighborhood. You can get one of these. I mean... You hung out with us on Halloween that one time. I forget which friend of it. Yeah, that's right. One friend. I forget which one it was, but he kept telling me, you're one of us now. And I was like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> No, one of us. It's too late. I was I like, no, I, I really don't think I am. No, come on. You got to be a wolf. You got to be a Los Feliz wolf. <laughs> you're like, right. You're in the neighborhood, man. You're in the LA. Right yeah. You need to come to all the parties when we have those again. <laughs> I, I think I have been invited to, you know, the Halloween one was hard because we always do Halloween here in our courtyard and that rhymed. Um, and uh, yeah, but you guys still came by after that. That was fun. It was really fun. fun it was really fun. Fun to get to see you. Ah, Halloweens. I know. Last Halloween was a really fun one. I really, um, it's like Burning Man. A lot of people are like, oh, don't be part of a big camp. You'll never leave. You'll never explore. People will just come to you. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. And Halloween kind of feels the same way. It feels like being a camp on the Esplanade where you're just like, ah, yes. Everyone will come through at some point. Come through. I kind of liked just camping alone the one time that I went to Burning Man mm -hmm. uh, it was just me and my girlfriend at the time you know we we were gonna camp with some other folks but really they didn't have space for us based on our setup 
which was just a tent, little monkey hut going on. That I just didn't there. have emotional space for you. I seriously, but the thing is, is kind of, we kind of knew the people that we were going to be hanging out with, and we were like, we're going to be here for 10 days, right? 10 days? 10 days out here? No, let's go someplace else. Let's, let's go to someplace that hasn't been claimed yet. But we were right next to the, I don't know, we were right next to Camp 11 who had particularly this, they always did this big, they had several Barbies walking into a pizza oven, sort of a, an art. Oh, Barbie sculpture. Death Camp. Barbie Death Camp. That's what we were next to. We were right next oh, to Barbie Death Camp. Oh, that's a good one. So awesome. at least we kept good company, but I remember that. I remember that the, the roasted Barbies were right next door. Yeah, Barbie Death Camp, those people are great. They were, they were very nice. Yeah. They were very, very nice. It was a very I loved long time when, um, before they canceled Burning Man, how people were still, like, holding out hope that it might happen, and I was like, ah. <laughs> that sounds... Although the uh, LIB folks, I don't know when you're going to air this, or this is just going in a time capsule for 30 years, but... Um... That's right. I'm going to bury it right in the ground. I'm going to... Okay. Gonna... <laughs> just bury your <laughs> I'm, gonna wait. I'm gonna bury it right up. I already know where it's at. I see a yucca plant right out there. Underneath there. my tomatoes. And then I'm gonna make myself a treasure map out of my own butt hide. Oh. And mail it to your great grandchildren so they can find it. <laughs> I got it worked out. How do you know I'm having kids already? I know. <laughs> I know. That was kind of terrifying. That was like from a deep place. <laughs> I know. No. She knows. She knows. No. Um, I, I don't can't. know if you're gonna have. I don't know if you're gonna have kids. How? I, I will say. I, I will. I'll, I'll be of me transparent to think that... and admit this. Quarantine has done nuts things to my ovaries. And I, I have just been imagining how to turn the guest room into a nursery. I'm not seeing anybody, not in the slightest. <laughs> I'm still just, and that's never happened before ever. And now oh. it's happening. So every time it does, I kind of catch myself and, and move on to a different thing. <laughs> Maybe you'll just acquire a child. Maybe it won't be a matter of <laughs> making one. Maybe he'll just be like. Not adopt a kid, I'll just. Maybe that sounds like a My Fair Lady like vocal exercise. You will acquire a child. You'll acquire a child. Acquire Maybe a child. Acquire that a was child. like the bougiest thing you've ever said to me, Tom. Maybe you'll just acquire a child. Maybe you'll just acquire a child. This you know, can you go outside and find a little one running around with no attendant? <laughs> it's the apocalypse. There's children everywhere. The apocalypse. Just go outside and find one. Have a Pick a kid, be done. Pick a kid. Pick a kid, any kid. Oh, it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Pick a kid. Pick a kid, any kid. This is not something to joke about because child trafficking is a very real. Yeah, no. I'm not trying to laugh over it. I just laugh. Oh, <laughs> Child trafficking. <laughs> it's not funny, folks. It's not funny. Let's just... 
But it does, I'm, I'm just imagining in a very cockney way, just like pick a kid, any pick kid. Pick a kid, any kid. <laughs> Bring out your dad at it's the like same time. Kids. Again, this is not funny. This is gonna Oh man, this just this zoom you between know, us. I'm gonna lose so many followers. No, what are you talking about? Then I, you know, your followers are mine. Then, then I'll just. Look, We're all just sheeple, know. man. We're all just sheeple. Hey, man. We're just sheeple trying to joke about stuff that we can't joke about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a podcast and name it the Sheeple Pop, the the Sheeple's Podcast. I will be your first guest. Or could it be the Sheeple's Court? That's funny. Oh yeah. The she, the boom, the sheeple's court. Meet the plaintiff. He claims <laughs> the shelter in place rules and wearing a mask and being respectful to people is the way to go. Bum bum bum. Meet the defendant. Everybody's booing them. They have no mask. The defendant is a is a is a freedom-loving, liberal-hating, no-mask, wearing, sheeple-not-supporting American. They're and his witness, he brought, for his witness, he brought his gun. He brought his gun. Dun, dun. Yeah, that's the weird thing about this whole, like, taking away my freedoms wearing a mask thing. The people that are very much believing it and touting it are super far right and super far left. It's like all of the people that we always thought were the farthest away from each other are actually like agreeing on something, which I find interesting. Yeah. Well, it's probably, it, I think it falls into vaccination territory too. That, no, absolutely. I, 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 I agree. And that one, that's a, that's a tricky little, you know, that's a tricky subject to get down. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in doing what's best for the herd. You know what I mean? Uh, even if wearing a mask is just a, um, what do you call it? Like a, like a, um, not an offering, but like a gesture. I mean, it's a, it's a respect. Even if that's all it is, I don't care. I'll do it. <laughs> I really don't care. Like, it's okay. I'll do it. I mean, the air before all of this really wasn't great anyway, you know? People probably should have been wearing masks if they didn't want emphysema at a young age, you know? It's not right. Like, it's not like wearing a mask is a new thing. There's just a reason to do it now. Well, and people like in, in, in certain cities in China where the pollution has been insane for ages, people wear masks all the time already. So, I mean, this is not like a new concept in any means. It's just a new concept for Americans. and. I, I do understand, I understand what a lot of people are talking about and they're saying that instead of, I think a lot of people are just exhausted with being told you can't do anything anymore and I do understand that. Um, I, th I think our government is like, I think everybody's just trying to figure their shit out right now. I don't think there's some grand conspiracy happening right now. I don't think our government is smart enough to do that, honestly. Um, and again, I could just be a sheeple, but I, I, the majority of my friends right now have little babies, have kids, and I would never even think of going near them if I had just been out and about walking around without a mask for, 
you know, hugging people. Like, that's the other thing. I had a friend that posted that she didn't want to wear a mask and that she was just going to hug whoever she wanted. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, it's about the, what you want. This isn't really, you know, well, let's talk about freedom for a second. You are being centrifugally glued to a big ball of mud that's chasing a supernova that only travels and a finite part of a very infinite universe. What kind of freedom do you think you really have if you look <laughs> at the, the universal picture of it? Hey man, that's a fucking like, that's a great point, man. That's a Chadism, man. <laughs> hey dude. Ball of mud. Yeah, dude, we're all just like hanging out on my big balls. <laughs> Yo Chad, what's up? Where you been, man? Wait, hold on, sorry. My bad. Maybe, here I am. Chad, whoa! Yeah. I came out of the blue, man. Oh man, I came onto the blue. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Hey man, <laughs> lay down your $2 on this, okay? <laughs> Sorry bro, I was doing like this massive grab. Oh, somebody took the too big of here. a bong rip, man. Yeah, dude. Don't worry, I had the corona like, I think I had the corona I think I had my Corona like last August. My Corona, dude. I mean that was. Own it, man. Way to make it your Corona, man. Thanks, bro. I mean, like, I think I had it. I actually think I had it at Burning Man last year. I think I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Like, like I like I had no taste and like. Like, I was really itchy everywhere. Really? What and a like, bummer burning man, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I still, like, bunkered down with, like, some fine-ass babes. Cool. I'm not, Chad doesn't let the sickness stop him, you know what I'm no saying? Way. Chad's, got, Chad's got a Chad. So Chad for life! Dude, hey, yo. Life. Hey, you hang in there. I'll be right back, okay? Oh, all right. I'll just talk to the toddy behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check her out, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that Look at that sweet ass. On, that picture was taken on St. Patrick's Day. Once you get lucky. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I mean, like, if I cover you up, no offense, dude. I'm just not gay or nothing. I just don't want to look at your face. Oh, man. Look at that sweet ass haircut. Oh. This, this looks like a chick that's only been in quarantine for like four days. It was my kind of girl. You know what I mean? Tom, do you think I have like a chance with her? He's probably pooping right now. He's probably pooping. If I had to guess, he's probably. Way to just leave me hanging. Welcome to Hanging with Chad. My name's Chad. Let's chat about it. Uh, it's my show now. Uh, so, like. Uh, what hey, yo, we... Chad, you trying to cop my show or what, man? No, dude, you just fucking left me hanging. You told me, like, you just said, like, hey, I'll be right back. Was I, I was just trying to fill time, bro. No, man, well, I was just trying to make that this that this show was brought to you by Soleil, man. Soleil! Soleil, 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 Soleil. So late, so late. Yeah, we're gonna get so late after this, man. Oh, dude. Oh, man. You know what? I'm on fucking hinge every night, just like numbers gaming it. One of these chicks is gonna, she's just gonna buckle and meet me. Oh, yeah, you're on hinge, on hinge, man. Because I'm staying here right now with this redheaded hottie, but she won't let me bring babes back here because she's fucking prude. I run it, hottie. I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't look that good. <laughs> look at that babe, man. 
Oh, some bitch. I don't know. But I will tell you, bro, if you gotta, like, bro down with, like, a new babe or whatever, you gotta <laughs> just take her to Griffith Park. Yeah. Like, oh, nobody's yeah. there. Nobody's there. Like, the trails are fucking empty, so you can just, like, bone down with a sweet-ass hottie. Yeah, totes. Yeah, like, trails everywhere, you know? Yeah. We be fucking in Griffith. Fucking in Griffith. Fucking on the pathways on the way to the observatory. <laughs> the pony rides over a great ideal. The merry-go-round. We fuck we there. there. The pony rides. We fuck there. The LA Zoo. We fuck there. Gene Autry. We totally fucked at the Gene Autry, man. Wait, did we, man? I don't remember that. Was I? Gene Autry, man. He knows how to get down, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, but like Western art just really gets me hard. Seriously. <laughs> I can't do it. I All can't. those horses, man. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. I can't. I can't let Chad go any further. I gotta let him go. You know what I mean? Western heart that just gets me. Western heart just makes my balls tingle. I don't know what it is. It's all those pictures of cowboys. I'm not no homo, just. I don't know what it is. It's just something about like oil paintings of people in chaps, man. Just something about people painting horses in motion. I just really respect the art form. Something about the sculpture of people with feathers in their hair just really just brings me home. I just really respect, like, the American history tradition of, like, the Native people. <laughs> Where Chad's, like, really enlightened to, like, the Native American culture. <laughs> the 164th Navajo, I've really been able to get in touch with the local... <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm Navajo, but I've been with a hoe. Oh! <laughs> Which brings me back to that horse art that I was really into. Dude, I love horse art. It's the best. It's the best horse art. I did a series of horse butts. Dude, Dude, uh, I got all this money from this settlement because I was fucking skateboarding in front of Walmart and I, I took a spill, but it wasn't my fault. You know what I mean? Like, they shouldn't have put a curb there. Oh, hey. So I got, like, this huge, massive settlement, and the first thing I did was commission uh, horse paintings for each room of my house. Dope, bro. Yeah, dude. Each horse is, like, a different breed, too. I'm kind of, like, into that, you know? Oh, so you got, like, the Palomino room and the Appaloosa room. I bet the I bet the bathroom is the Palomino room again. The Appaloosa room. The Palomino room. Palomino room. Palomino had like seventeen syllables in it. That was great. Palomino. Appaloosa. I'm all out of horse. Uh, Veranzoner. Stallion. That would be the bathroom, of course. Lipizzaner. Oh, Lipizzaner. Whatever. I put my lippins all over, you know, put my lippins on her. Come on, where you going? Come back. Finally, I get my show back. I hope you like this. I'm gonna have to definitely mark this explicit. This has so many oof bombs in it. And I think you said the phrase balls tingle, which I'm definitely, now it's rated R. That's I did. Not. That's not. That's PG thirteen. Come on. Balls tingle. Yeah. 
Balls Tingle sounds like the name of a very old cat. Oh, Mr. Balls Tingle! Mr. Balls Tingle! Oh, you little Mr. Balls Tingle! Oh, Mr. Balls Tingle came back! <laughs> That's, or like, or it sounds like a cat name from the show Cats. It's the movie Cats Mr. Day Mr. Balls Tingle! It's Cats Day Out with Mr. Balls Tingle! Did you watch Cats? Did you see Cats? No, did you? Yes, I did. Tune in next week to find out what did Ariel think of the most recent movie, Cats? You know, the one with the star-studded A-list cast that has all of a sudden got amnesia to the experience of being in Cats? Wow, it must have really been great to not hear James Corden go on about it. Because that guy goes on about everything. And he is like, what, I was in that? Oh, I had no idea. That was my James Corden impersonation. Hey, if you want more funny voices like that, a improvisatorial meat grinder, then you're gonna have to come back for episode two anyway, because this conversation just keeps on going and it is so funny. I really hope that you're appreciating it. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting me. Go to velvettom.com again for all things Velvet Tom, including going to my Venmo at velvet-tom. Become a subscriber to my YouTube page and listen to this episode all over again. But with moving pictures, it's going to be a hoot. Glad you could be here for us. America, I love you. I know you need to hear it right now. This is a tough time. This is a really tough time. Boy, I don't want to end sad. I'm not ending sad. We're going to end on an uplifting note. We're going to pull our nose up and level off and try to keep persevering. Tune in next week, folks. Keep on tuning in. I love you. Stay velvet.